All right, peace, family. Assalamualaikum. It's your brother Anthony X back once again. We're here with part two, um, with part two with the conclusion of art and originality, and I also add in this episode a little subheading of competition. I think all of them for me in my life are very relevant. So we left off talking about Kanye and sampling. And then we got into a little bit about Migos, you know what I mean? And their impact on the, in the hip hop atmosphere. And if anybody want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to chat about it, want to talk about it. I'm going to get in the comments on YouTube or um, the YouTube channel, Tech Building Podcast. Please give me a subscribe and a like if you don't mind. Also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tech Building Pod, at Tech Building Pod on Twitter. We could chat it up. We could debate it up. I'm 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 about debating as long as you're know saying we just being. It's just it's fun. You know what I mean? It's not. We I'm not out here to make nobody look bad or go crazy. You know what I mean? Um. So this part, these these, these this this section, I didn't really want to do like that. <laughs> I have to say that from the beginning. You know what I mean? I didn't really want to do this, but I feel that. In order for me to, I feel like it was just in order for me to properly move on with kind of how I want to like put out these episodes, you know what I'm saying? And kind of the way that I want to kind of have everything laid out, my foundation to be laid out. I, I feel like I have to talk about these two people. So first, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 we left off with the, with the music. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this. So my, my bro Drew put in a group chat. It was a picture of, uh, it was a Mount Rushmore that somebody created and going from the right to the left, they had Kendrick, had J. Cole, and it was a blank spot with a question mark, and then it had Drake. So full transparency, when I looked at it, I'm like, all right, we got to chill. That was my first thought when I, when I looked at it, I'm like, all right, we, act, we actually got to chill. So then my second thought was a troll, but then I'm like, is it really? Because I'm like, okay, if that's the Mount Rushmore, all right, if Drake is there, I got to put Soulja Boy there. That's what I put. I got to put Soulja Boy in the empty spot. That's what I put in the group chat. Now, my heart of heart started off as a troll, but then as I thought about it, and as we'll get into it, I'm like, okay, is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A troll? <laughs> so... The Drake conversation, I've had a lot with people, you know what I mean? And I, I'm going to have guests on the show, if it be the will of Allah, I'm going to have guests on the show, we could talk about it, whatever, you know what I'm saying, whatever my, whatever the guests want to talk about as far as any topic covered, we could do that. I know my bro Liko, big Drake fan, my, my bro Dre, big Drake fan, and this is not to make... It's not like the Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like the Tom Brady is like, got to bring somebody back down to earth. You know what I mean? But with the Drake situation, this is really my, I guess you would say issue or thought process on the culture and where we are. You know what I mean? As far as the hip hop culture is concerned. So, so yeah, dealing with, dealing with the Drake topic, this is really my issue. So my, my first encounter listening to Drake, it was a, it was an award show. I guess I could go ahead and say it was the BET Hip Hop Awards, maybe. It could have been, but this was obviously some years back. So 
my first exposure to Drake's music was Lil Wayne. He came out and he was now at the time we didn't know that, but then later on it, this came out to be true. Lil Wayne was rapping Drake's lyrics. You know what I mean? And so I thought that I thought that was interesting. It came out. It came out a little bit later on. And so everybody was like, "Who's this Drake guy? Who's this? Who's this Drake guy?" I remember that was just like how it was in the in the in the culture. Who's Drake? And we then we were here. We would see like the freestyles. We were here. This is kind of like I'm saying as now. So far gone is is going crazy. You know what I mean? People are loving it. And I wasn't on the Drake wave on the So Far Gone right away. One because yo for me as a hip hop fan, I'd be kind of like in my own lane with it too. You know what I mean? Not to say that when somebody's popular, I don't listen. But it just kind of be like I'd be so much in my own lane. And I'm not bragging on that, but it's kind of like I, I I like to listen to people at at the right time. You know what I mean? When I like a lot of artists I discovered have been on for a long time, but like but then when I hear them, I'm like, okay, wow. You know what I'm saying? Praise me to a lot. This is a great this is a great artist, Mariba. Shout out to Mariba. That's she's just goaded. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. I have I only just started listening to her. You know what I mean? Little Sims. I got onto the Drake wave when it was. Um, what's the name of that album? Take Care. Now, Take Care for me, yo, Take Care was banger alert. You know what I'm saying? I guess you could say is banger alert. You know what I mean? Underground Kings. Um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm forgetting a lot of songs, but like Underground Kings popping my mind. Let me go ahead and look it up real quick, just so I get it. I get it. I know Dre's like he probably be cracking up. Like, don't remember one song off of off of Take Care, but I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Uh yeah, let me go ahead and click on it real quick. Um Alright, I, I I gotta do it. I I, I gotta okay. do it. Marvin's room. <laughs> Marvin's room was cool at the time. It was a banger at the time. Heard you. When I hear Marvin's room now, it's comedy. I cannot listen to Marvin's Room with a straight face in 2021. People that's out there listening to Marvin's Room in 2021, please stop. If you if you if you my age or you like 28, 26, stop. Turn off the Marvin's Room. <laughs> it did not age well. It's not a banger. Let's leave it at that. I'm not going to I'm not going to go too crazy. Make me proud, Lord knows, banger alert. Uh, hell yeah, effing right, cool. The motto, cool. The ride, cool. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, lot of bangers on Take Care. You know what I mean? I, I, I was rocking with it heavy, heavy. You know what I mean? Then as I'm going through the, um, okay, yeah, oh, my bad, my bad. I, I was on, I was on the Thank Me Later wave as well. I'm looking over his, um, his, his material now. I was on, I was on the Thank Me Later. This one, yeah, I was heavy on the Thank Me Later. Fireworks, over, show me a good time, fancy, you know what I mean? Light up. I listened to a lot. You know what I'm saying? I think they had Jay-Z on it. Loved, loved uh Thank Thank Me Later. It was great. Fantastic. Then yeah, like I said, it was really like peak Drake for me during the take care. Um so then the revelation came. Uh, first, I believe this is when uh, so this like the Quentin Miller thing like popped up. You know what I'm saying? 
No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Let me, let me. I want, I want to make sure I get my actual facts. I want to make sure that even if I don't get the actual facts, I'm, I'm quoting it in chronological order. Nothing was the same for me. I thought was great. Um, Tuscan Leather, probably my favorite Drake verse alone. I'm cool with that. Um, the language, yeah. So I'm still rocking with Drake at this point. The language, 305 to my city, pound cake, even though that's um, even though that's fabulous song, you know what I mean? This is where Drake lost me before we get into the Quentin Miller Meek Mill situation. If you're reading this is too late, is where Drake now is beginning to lose me. Because I'm like, bruh, what are we doing? I don't know what lane, like, I got energy, I got all that. Bruh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know your identity, you know what I'm saying, at this point. What a time to be alive with future. Uh, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not digital dash, big rings. I mean, these things probably sound great to a lot of people, but for me, I'm I don't think I've ever listened to this album straight through. So the, and then views, I definitely didn't listen to like that. I already know that's a fact. Get into the Meek Mill and Drake beef, which I just want to get my, I want to get my data. Give me one quick second as I go ahead and just try to get, try to get actual facts when uh the meek mill the meek mill and drake beef okay right so this this was now in in 2015 according to what i just looked at in google okay right when i heard when i heard the quentin miller songs now again we, we kind of give my my history understanding of originality that's a big no-no for me that's big if you got, if you got somebody, if you making somebody else's songs, or you know what I'm saying, you producing somebody else's songs that they created, that you're that you're just performing, that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. So the analogy that I that I use is when somebody when somebody come that I use is really we're talking about our open enemy, but it fits in this situation. When when you are when somebody coming to your house. And you come up with something stolen and you find out that they stole it. The next time that this person comes into your house and something is stolen, you're not even going to ask. Yo, run me my stuff, please. I know you took it. You're a thief. Okay? Once I find out, Drake, that you're now taking other people's songs and you, you know what I mean? You, 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 you're just recreating them, redoing them, performing them. I guess Millie Vanilli style almost. I have to then question everything. I got I got now I got to question it. Okay. Then the second bomb comes to me. I don't remember how this news came to me, but they said Drake uh the weekend wrote 50% of or a large percentage. Let me not say an actual number. The weekend writes a, a large percentage of take care so now, okay, right, right, right. 
so now a lot of things are in question. Anybody want to fact check me on the weekend? Please, I have no problem uh, with being fact check on that. From what I was told, the weekend had a, a, a large contributing hand in the making of Take Care, especially the bangers like Crew Love and different things of that nature. Okay. So now Drake, I don't know, I don't know what to, now my hands is now my hands are tied. I don't know what we're doing here, bro. And then so now in my reality, because I don't I don't need to take everything at face value, so what but Meek Mill putting that out, that's black and white. But like the whole weekend thing is like, okay, bro. But now I'm looking at it like, okay, now my first exposure to Drake's music is Lil Wayne rapping his bars. Okay, cool. And then now we go from we sing we're sing song in it, thank me later, take care, we're sing song in it. You know what I mean? That's our style. Then it's if you read this too late, now I'm the sixth god. Now I'm I'm a trap star now. Now this this is I, I do I do the trap rap now. This is what I do now. Then the brother's doing, he's doing um songs from people from the from the island. He got an island accent. And then in uh in recent history, he's doing songs in the UK. He's got a UK accent. So I'm like, bruh, what is your identity in the in the hip hop world? What is your identity? Now, from what now, now again, now this is now 31-year-old me. I've now come into knowledge of certain kinds of things about how the world works. Some people are background players. Like some people know how to like write songs. So okay, I guess I'll touch on that real quick. The difference between somebody writing music in the R&B sphere, so like writing for a person like a Beyonce versus somebody making a song for like a Drake or a Jay-Z, when you listen to R&B, primarily you're listening to it for the voice. You want to hear the great vocals. That person could be singing about Snickers bars, but if they got a great voice, man, I love that. We're not really here in a large part because I like I like R&B lyrics too. But in a large part, I'm here for the vocals. You got banging vocals. You could be singing about traffic signs. In hip hop, the vast majority is as the MC is are your lyrics. When Biggie's telling that story and I got a story to tell, it's not only great because it's a great beat, it's a great you know what I'm saying great flow and whatnot. But the bar that's from his life. When when Styles and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, these brothers are rapping, they're giving their they're, they're doing it what they do. It's not only great because it has great skill, but it's attached to their life. It's real. So if you're up here giving me other people's material, what am I really listening to you for, bro? So I was I was just talking to my brother Ibrahim just now a little while ago, and we we were briefly talking about this topic. And so I, I, and I've used this example before, and I, I'm, I'm gonna present it here again. I'm a chef, so a, a little while ago I prepared a, a meal for my brother and his, um, and his wife. You know what I mean? And so I said, bro, now imagine if I came to you and I said, yo, bro, I didn't even cook that food. That was, that was, that was brother so and so that made that food. I didn't, I didn't cook that. How would you look at me? Now, brother gonna say at first he gonna say, "Oh, well, that's different." But then he's like, "I, I he, then he said, "Yo, I, I feel what you're saying. I get what you're saying." If I'm listening to your music, 
And again, we're this is the hip hop sphere is is unique because we created rap and rap has its own rules in its origin. It's way different now. I'll, I'll hopefully I can get to that in the next, you know what I'm saying, 18 or so minutes. But it has its own rules. And as a lyricist, as an artist, as a hip hop MC, you writing your own lyrics are paramount. So now a person will say, okay, Tone, you love Jay-Z. Jay-Z have you write songs for him and all that. Oh, oh, I heard that. Now let me go ahead and, and answer that in this way. There's a word for that. If we all out on the highway and the speed limit is 65 or the speed limit is 55 and there's 10 of us, 15 of us or whatnot, and we all doing a buck 50 but the police pull you over, the police pull Drake over, and Drake like, oh no, nah, Baton and Dre and Ibrahim, they were they yo, so-and-so, 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 they was all speeding too. First off, there's a word for that. But secondly, one, that doesn't change you being caught. And again, or and furthermore, you're the one that got caught. As, I, as I've heard brothers say to me before, it's not cheating unless you get caught. It's not breaking the law unless you get caught. So even if J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? All of these other famous rappers got, uh, got uh, over your sweatshop, so to speak, backing them. We don't know that. That's the first level. But then if I did know that about Jay-Z, would drastically change my opinion about Jay-Z and his position in hip-hop, in my opinion. Drastically would change it. I'm not going to change I'm not going to change that principle because of somebody that I like. But Drake, we don't know that. We don't have the, the paperwork or the receipts for that. But besides that fact, you're the one that got caught. So bringing other people down, trying to bring other people down with you doesn't change the fact that you were the one that got exposed. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, like, yo, Party Next Door, Quentin Miller, The Weeknd, you know what I'm saying? The, the list goes on and on of the people that, can we talk about Drake, use their wave for a boost, use their ability for a boost. The Migos didn't need Drake to get on Versace. Check out the interview they did on um, Hot 97. Drake wanted to collaborate with them. Now, why is that? Now, now, now I know what I know. Why, why does Drake want to get on the wave of the Migos? Because he knows that this group is about to take off. Salute takeoff. And so before they get their they foot in the door, let me help them out because the Drake feature definitely help you out. That's a fact. Help you out in uh, in spades. Gangbusters. But also let me go ahead and and get me get my street credibility game up by uh by joining on to a very street relatable group in the Migos. When, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude on, on our brother because yo I, I I like Drake you know what I mean I think he's a great guy you know what I mean from what I can see seems like a pretty great dad he's made he's made a lot of money in the music game he's made a lot of memorable moments in the music game for people you know what I mean I don't I don't hate but for me and this is the division or this is the the breakdown for me you could be that. 
You could be, you know what I'm saying? I got X amount of billboard. I got X amount of platinums. I got X amount of streams. Great. All praise due to Allah. But then when you say I'm top five, I'm the best rapper alive. Now we got to stop. Because now being the top five rapper of all time, that don't really got nothing to do with your commercial success. It really don't got nothing to do with it. I mean, we can use it, but it really don't got nothing to do with it. Top five is now our culture. That's not, that's not mainstream culture. No, sir. So when you want to put yourself in the position of a top five rapper with the, the lineage or the legacy of ghostwriting, collaborating with rappers and using their sound for your success, and then for me in my reality, you just constantly hopping from one, uh, 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 I guess would be reggaeton or island music popping, that's what you do. Trap music is popping, that's what you do. UK hip hop is popping, that's what you do. I don't salute that. And this is why when Joe Budden said, the owls, I'm paraphrased, the owl is the perfect emblem for you. We don't know who you are. That's bars. Because it's catchy, clever, intellectual, and thought, thoughtful. But then it's real. We don't know who you are. If a person sat back and said, tone, in your heart of hearts, Brother Anthony, in your heart of hearts, if this is, is Drake nice? For you, I would have to honestly say, I don't know. I cannot say. I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that he's nice. I just can't. Because I don't know who you stole from, how much you stole, who gave you what, what person did this and that for you. So how could I put you in the same class with like a, a J. Cole who says, if I quote it, then I wrote it. Come on now. How are you in the same building with somebody like that? J. Cole said and, and on the song False Prophets, they hear some new stuff bubbling up and they just bite the ish. Come on now. So in the world of art and originality for me, as I go ahead and I and I conclude on our on our brother, and I do these these little I guess you say like this little mini, just like this mini series on the different popular figures in our culture is just because it's really, as I'm getting my podcast started, it's just getting the viewers into my mind with like, you know what I'm saying? How my mind works, how I view certain kinds of things and my perception on pop culture and how I think either I agree or I think it's like a bit askew. It's not like I, like I don't, I don't hate Drake at all. You know what I'm saying? I can't bump Drake when I'm when I'm riding around. You know what I'm saying like we. You know what I'm saying the FOI in the nation. We be outside. I don't hear people bumping Drake. That's just not. That's not what I hear. Somebody say Drake is in their top five or Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. They twenty one. Or you know what I'm saying? They twenty one. They twenty. They twenty three. They don't know any different and they don't care about the principles of hip hop and really and what made it what it is. You biting somebody's style, you taking somebody's song. 
I come into your house and I make a dish for you and your significant other. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, yo, yo, Tony, Ed, that thing was great, man. Yo, real talk. I, I love that. Yo, you the best. Yo, I ain't even cooked that. I just I just put the, the, the parsley on the top. People are like, bro, why are you here? <laughs> Jake, uh, Joe Budden said, uh, bro, is not a... Uh, I think he said like he said like Drake is like a concept or something like that. Again, banger alert. Music is a spiritual connection. And this is my final point. Music is a spiritual connection. Hip hop is a spiritual connection. And if that spiritual connection that I'm getting, brother Kanye and brother Drake, is not from you, I want to go to the people that's actually giving me that. Those are the real artists to me. And that, yo, that's 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 really how I feel. Art and originality is from the root. It's not about mainstream and all that. We're not here for all that. That's that's good. That's how you support your family. You you need money. You need to do these kind of things. But that's not the root of art and originality for me. All right, praise be to Allah. So now, and this is gonna be very short because I'm not yo. I have to. I I just have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. And this is my part on competition. And I got about, you know what I'm saying, nine minutes left. I'm going to really try to do this really succinct because I don't hate this brother. I don't dislike this brother. I, I, I like him. It's really the fans. LeBron James. I'm not I'm not dunking on bro. I'm not I'm not dumping on LeBron James. I'm not I'm not here to do that. But it's the fans. It's the perception and it's also a little of LeBron, okay? My issue when it comes first let me, I got to say this. When you are of a high caliber and I relate this also to Odell Beckham Jr. When you are of a high caliber Talent-wise, skill-wise. The scale in which you are measured is way different. Just like in taxes or the tax system, in a progressive tax system, the more money you make, the more you are taxed. The less money you make, the less you're taxed. You feel what I'm saying? So... The same way I relate that to in sports, the better that you are, the more talented that you are, the more the weight of scrutiny or the weight of responsibility is on your shoulders. So the issue that I have with LeBron and, and his supporting group is really this. When LeBron has success, oh my goodness, LeBron, he's the GOAT. He's better than Jordan. He's done this. He's done that. He's got the most minutes. He's got the most points. He's got the boom, 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 boom. And then when he lose, oh my, he doesn't have a team. Oh, he's got Zaldrunas Ogowskis. He got Anderson Varejao. He got Booby Gibson. He got this. They all suck. Okay. How much help does the best player on the planet need? 
And I have to add, I have to ask this in a contextual sense. If you need as much help as a player on a grade level lower than you, then you're not on the higher level than that player. If you so if LeBron James needs the same amount of help as everybody else, there's nothing special about his 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 ability. He's the same as everybody else because everybody in the NBA is nice. To, you know what I'm saying? Generally speaking. So if you need the same things that a let me say it like this, you need the same amount of help as a let's say a Damian Lillard. If LeBron James needs the same amount of help as a Damian Lillard, then you're not the the, the standalone greatest player on the planet. No, sir. You can't, on the one hand, be the best, be, you know what I'm saying? Like I just said, the king and all these different type of things like that. But then when you lose, you looked at as the peasant. Oh, man, he needed this. Oh, man, he needed that. Oh, man, he should have had that. He should have had this. Which one is it? I look at myself as a very talented, by the grace of Allah, talented chef. I've been in many situations, many where people knew my talent level and I was not held to the standard of the restaurant. I was held to the standard of my level and it's sink or swim. You sink, you swim. My swimming record, my batting average is pretty strong. Praise be to Allah. So what I don't understand about LeBron James is you're looked at in the one hand as the king. When you don't have success, you're looked at as the peasant in that sense of you need, need, need. He needs X, Y, and Z. He needs X, Y, and Z. And when he's now, we're dealing with LeBron James in year 18, it's kind of the same story of like, when he has like a 35-point triple-double, it's like, oh, yeah, he's the great, he's great, you know what I'm saying? It's year 18, he's 36 years old, blah, blah, blah. And then when he's, you know what I'm saying, when he doesn't have success, when he's losing the playoffs, it's like, oh, yo, everybody on his team is trash. Okay. So I feel like we've kind of we've kind of established that. And again, I don't think that's LeBron. I think that's really the fandom. So really, it's just my question is just, it's like, why is this player who is seen as so, like, if you're saying he's better than Jordan, then I mean he's far superior to anybody else that's currently playing in the league. So when you have a player that has so much income, using the tax analogy, why are we why why do we want to tax him like a a person that's make them that has far less income? You know what I mean? Like why do we want to look at him in the light of somebody that has far less skill? I look at it in the same way of like Eli Manning. Eli Manning is not nice. So when he has when he captures two titles, it's like. Okay, you overachieved by a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wasn't even supposed to be in the building. But then he's kind of looked at like, oh, he's trash. He does this X, Y, Z, boom, boom. But it's like, bro, he's not. He was never even considered good. So when he does something to that level, of course, you're going to put some extra on it because he doesn't have that much talent. So when I'm looking at when I'm looking at LeBron, and he makes like certain little comments that make me feel like it's like he's just very passive aggressive with his vibe like he says I don't want to be like anybody else I'm LeBron but then he also says 
when I beat the two, when I beat the Warriors, if that was uh, 16 or 17, I don't remember the exact year, that made me the greatest player of all time. So, bro, you you are comparing yourself to others because you can't say I'm the best player of all time without looking at everybody else in a comparative uh, kind of way. Or oh, I've, I've done more than X, Y, and Z. Or I've done I, this win did more than anybody else did. You feel what I'm saying? And so it's like, bro, which one? You know what I'm saying like, is it? And so the reason why LeBron comes up in the competition category for me or the conversation for me is because LeBron James, to me, has kind of like softened up our perspective on competition. Like my bro, Frank, he'd be like, I'm not even going to talk about the GOAT anymore. It's just, you know what I'm saying, two different eras. And all. like he's giving like all these reasons. And I'm like, but if I sit back and I said Eli Manning was better than Ben Roethlisberger, it's funny. So you don't mind comparing players. But I, be, I feel like it's because LeBron James is kind of, like I said, this he-man, if you will. Like, on the one hand, he's everything. But on the other hand, he needs everything. So it's kind of like babied up the, the conversation. Now everybody kind of wants to be like, well, you can't compare errors or you can't. Uh, everybody has had help. You know what I mean? And I'm like, bruh. But calling somebody the GOAT, having the GOAT conversation, as I said before, that's a part of fandom. That's what we do as fans. So there are details, there are principles, there are ways to determine whether or not a person is the GOAT. The GOAT is just for the culture. It's not even really for everybody else. And so really, really in truth, that's really my, my feeling with LeBron you got to understand that your scale is way different. And this is not me. I'm not saying to LeBron because he, I think he knows that. But to the fans, his scale is way different. I'm not going to look at you like a Dame, like a Steph, like a somebody, you know what I'm saying? Because you're LeBron. Really and truly, you're in a class or you're on a scale of where nobody else is because nobody else in the world is like you. You feel what I'm saying? So when things go wrong or when... You don't have the success that's anticipated. I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at the other players. Well, Danny Green should have did this or Rondo should have did that or I'm saying Booby Gibson should have. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And that goes for me and my reality. If I'm if I'm supposed to be this chef or cook that I'm saying I'm going to be and when it gets real busy and I, and I go down and I crash and burn, I'm not going to turn around and look at somebody else and say, yo, I, I didn't have this or I didn't have that. No, sir. This is the caliber which you're at. And I don't like the playing with infinite house money to where on one hand you're looked at like this. And then on the other hand, it's like you're looked at in a completely opposite fashion. So I look at LeBron James as far as he kind of like in the same way with Drake, in the same way sort of where it's like you change the narrative and perspective on competition in a negative way so much that we kind of, it's like washed out, so to speak. And so I'm going to wrap it up with this. The difference between Ken, uh, not Kendrick, <laughs> Kevin Durant and LeBron James going to their prospective teams, you know what I'm saying, creating certain super teams. Again, LeBron James is the king. The king going to somebody, so another superstar's team and bringing another superstar with him looks way different and then now kd is like well if lebron can do it and he's the goat he's better than jordan 
I'm definitely going to do it. I, I, it's only right for me to do it at this point. You know what I mean? When we let, we, I say people in my generation, we let Lil Wayne get away with kissing baby in the mouth. You know what I mean? In front of everybody. And him just saying like, yo, that's my father. That's what, that's what we do. And we backed it up by saying, okay, nah, that's Wayne. We love Wayne, so we're going to let it ride. Okay, cool. You want to kiss that brother in the mouth? More power to you. But then, so then we have, then when Young Thug turned around and put on a dress and on his album cover, I'm not going to look at Young Thug in no kind of strange way because this is the precedent that we set in our culture. So the same thing goes for LeBron James. You set the tone for the culture that said, okay, if the king, the GOAT, the best player in the world and the planet of all time has to go to another superstar's team for help, then nobody else is going to be held in any kind of, I'm just saying you're going to look at them in a negative way for doing that same thing. It's just not, it's just not reasonable to do so. So family, I, I appreciate everybody. If you stuck around this long to the end of the episode, um, very passionate about art, originality and competition. I feel like I will circle back on competition because this is more about LeBron and like his perception in the, uh, in, in our culture, but it is rooted in competition because I feel like as LeBron James has come and gone and, and as he will leave the, the NBA eventually, it's affected the way we look at competition. I come from the era of Kobe, Michael Irving, you know what I'm saying? Those players like that and that mentality. Now I feel like competition is a bit softer due to LeBron and his supporters, you know what I mean? But all praise due to Allah. Thank you very much, family, for um, joining me on another episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TechBuildingPod on Twitter. And my YouTube is TechBuildingPodcast. Please just drop by and show me some love if you don't mind. Um, and so with that, I, I thank you once again for your time. And I'm going to strive my best to do two episodes a week. One at the beginning of the week between Sunday or Monday. And then one at the end of the week, probably Saturday, Friday or Saturday. So thank you very much, man. And may Allah continue to bless everybody. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.